Sauce talk. Sauce talk. Sauce talk. Saucy talky. Sauce talk. Sauce talk. Sauce talk. Sauce talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of Sauce Talk. The big guitar riff right there. I'll edit this out for the big guitar riff in right there. Boy, are we excited. It's time for Sauce Talk. On the other line, it's Alex. Um, how are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Johnny? Oh, doing, doing very well. Going to get... Right into it, Alex. Eat anything good lately? <laughs> I'm not surprised by this question, and I was gonna try to go out last night just oh. so that I can share something exciting with you guys, but I ended up not going out. So I just had to kind of think about what I ate for the past couple of weeks, and um, I know most of our list—not not most, but majority of our listeners—are now practicing vegetarians. Is that is that is that right? I think if we expand enough to include people who have like significant others who are and then themselves become a vegetarian a significant portion of the time, then mm. I, I think we're way up there. Yeah, I think it's a good, okay. good, good share. Maybe it's not such an exciting uh, thing to share. But so there is a um, Pat can tell you because he actually stayed with me in California for a couple of days when he visited last time. But I, I, I live in a city called Cyprus, which is like a real sleepy suburb. It's a real boring town um, in Southern California. But for some reason, there's a good amount of Japanese Americans living in this area. And um, there's this new ramen shop um, that opened up a couple of months ago. I was initially really bummed out because it replaced a real mom and pop rundown Japanese restaurant that had been there for years. And the, the, uh, one of the things that's super cool about that restaurant is that when you walk in, there's a autograph of Ichiro just oh, prominently boy. display. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it apparently was a place uh, that Ichiro will come and eat at when whenever wow. he played the Angels. So it was a it was a cool place. Uh, the food wasn't anything crazy, but it was you know pretty solid Japanese food. So the the new ramen shop replaced that shop. So I was really bummed out. But um, apparently there was an L.A. Times article about this shop that was run about a month ago. And this ramen shop was opened by some young guy in his 20s. And he was a chef, uh, one of the chefs at a famous Japanese ramen place in Tokyo. So I have no idea why he decided to open up a ramen shop in this sleepy, boring suburb. But... So he has this place open, so I thought I'll check it out. So I went about about a week and a half ago by myself for lunch, and uh, they're known for their um, sukemen, which is the type of ramen where the, the soup and the noodles are separate, and you, you dip the noodles in the soup uh, before before eating it. And uh, it was pretty good. It is uh, The broth was um, 
with a fatty pork broth. So maybe our listeners w- wouldn't be too interested in it, but it was uh, pretty tasty. It sounds great. It's always a lot of fun when you get that thing where you have that like sneaking suspicion where like my area, like this, I shouldn't get to have this thing here because it's so good. Like I don't, I should have to like go to Japan or at least like a certain neighborhood in Los Angeles or New York to get right. this. And instead I'm just getting it and it's in like a strip mall or it's in this weird little town or whatever. That's always a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also say that that story about, uh, Ichiro initially that really reminded me of how you see things in like I know I'm sure there's different stuff like this all over the country but in like downstate Illinois it'll be like oh there's this crappy super old building or this whatever and they'll be like but they they want to tear it down but they can't tear this stupid shack down because Abraham Lincoln slept in here once like <laughs> 200 million years you know but uh, I feel like that should be the case. Like, I don't give a shit about Abraham Lincoln, but if Ichiro was in there and liked this restaurant, it should just get to stay forever. I, like that other, like I, the, the first initial place, that's like the highest of praise I can imagine. It's true. It's true. That kind of reminds me of I'm from another suburb in L.A. called Downey. There's a Bob's Big Boy that's mm-hmm. been there since the 40s or the 50s, but it's the exact diner where Robert De Niro and Al Pacino meet in the movie Heat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but the funny part is not the funny part, but so that was it was they they made it like a historical building so they couldn't tear it down, and of course some shady guy bought the the building and in the middle of the night brought in a a, a, um, a wrecking ball. And try to tear the building <laughs> down in the middle of the night, uh, I think two, three in the morning. And the neighbors, uh, hearing the noise, ran out and stopped them in the middle. So wow. For about, a, for about a year, that building stood there with a wrecking ball right in the middle because they were afraid that it was just going to completely destroy the building if they had pulled out the, the wrecking ball. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, what did you You said you live in a town called Cyprus. Yep. Uh, why do you live in Cyprus? What's good? What, what brought you to Cyprus? So we bought uh, Shannon and I. We bought our first home last year. So this is it. This is our home that we own for the first time. And my wife is from from the valley. So you know the movie uh, Clueless. You know they talk about valley girls and sure. all that stuff. Like that's exactly where she's from. And I thought she would really push for us to move there, but. For some reason, that's the northern part of Los Angeles, but she decided um, she randomly was like, I want to move to Cyprus. And I had known some people who grew up in Cyprus and I knew what the town was all about. It was just a boring town. And I had no idea why she wanted to move there. It's it, this is down south in Orange County. And she just was like, oh, I hear that they have good schools there. So that's how we ended up here. And um I'm not entirely happy with our choice, but it's not terrible. It, it sounds like easy access to Disneyland. I've heard about that. Uh, yep. Yes. Yes. Like I have a very limited map in my head of the Los Angeles area, and but one of the few things I know is that like initially I'm like, well, there's Los Angeles, and then Disneyland's there, so I assume that's right in the middle. But that's not true at all. Disneyland is like way down. Way down. It's not even the same county. Yeah. It's in it's in Orange County and. You know, city of L.A. is obviously in L.A. County. Is Anaheim down there? Anaheim is exactly the city in which Disneyland is. Okay. And I am about about 10 miles west of Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's just in my head. It's like 10 miles west of Anaheim. That's probably 10 miles into the Pacific Ocean. Got it. That's clearly <laughs> wrong. That's not where it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, obviously, this is part of what like Los Angeles is famous for is that it's enormous, sprawling area. And it can just go forever in every direction. So 10 miles doesn't necessarily mean much. Right. Exactly. Well, I, uh, I, I think we've got a big topic today. We're going to attack it from a lot of different angles. Um, we discussed before we started recording that this might sound to some, including perhaps our current guest, like a boring topic. But I don't think it's going to be. I think we're going to really enjoy it. I mean, we'll see how it goes. If it is that boring, uh, I'm going to lie about what this podcast is about so people will listen to it. But I think this is a good topic. Alex, today we're going to talk about driving. Do you, yes. do, you, do you do you drive a car, Alex? I do drive a car. What kind of car do you drive? I got a. Uh, I don't want to brag. Oh God! A, uh... Oh boy! <laughs> Maybe I asked the wrong question. Maybe I should have waited for one of our, our listeners of lesser means to come on, so I wouldn't have to embarrass right. anyone. Right. Well, my primary car that I, I drive on a, on a daily. I've written down uh, BM. You tell me how to finish. Uh, okay. Well, BM Toyota 2015 Prius. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with the BM 2015 Toyota Prius, but it sounds it sounds luxurious. Uh, it's a great car. And uh, my my um, weekend my um, my fun car is a 2016 Honda Odyssey. Odyssey's a van, right? It, it is a minivan. You're nice. correct. Okay. Well, hey, I, 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 I'm a big believer in minivans being severely underutilized. Uh, maybe not as, as cool or fun, but nobody's fucking taking their SUVs out in the woods and driving around and getting stuck in the mud. You need a big practical car. You ought to just get a van. It sounds like you've done that. Exactly. Is that, is that, was that <laughs> how you came to this? You were like, I, I'm a man with a, a, a growing family, and I, I just I need to be able to shove all my shit into a big space, and this is the biggest thing I can buy. Yeah. Also, I mean, maybe there's a running theme in my family, but Sharon really wanted a minivan growing up. And she really wanted a minivan once she had uh, we had our second child, and um, I couldn't. You know, I, she she made the decision. And I have to I have to go with it, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I always tell people I, I hate how much I love my minivan because it is just so convenient and you just have so much trunk space. And with two children and all the shit that you have to just carry around with the children, it's actually it's actually a perfect car for us. That uh, when I was probably in junior high, my parents bought whatever the Ford minivan is. And it was kind of similar, except that my dad was sounds just like you. And so it's like, this is cheaper than other things, and it's great, and I can do all this stuff. And my mom was just like, this car is fucking lame, and we're never buying another one of these, and they never did. But uh, my, my dad, just like just exactly how you ran, is like, honestly, if I bought something this big that was an SUV, it would cost twice as much money because you just pay markup for that. And then I can do all the things I want in it, and it's not that bad to drive, really. Um so I, I've always assumed that, like, if I, I I think a van is a practical and good decision, and it probably reflects well upon the person driving it. And I wonder, am I the only person out of the league who owns a minivan? Hmm. That would make me really sad. I bet that. Let's see. 
Dylan, maybe? It, Lee and Dylan are the two that come to mind. I can also see Charlie owning a big, scary van that says free candy on the side. <laughs> but those are the only people I really consider at all. I think Charlie Charlie being the likest, likeliest candidate there. Yeah. Charlie's van is more like hoping to have kids in it, and the other vans definitely have kids in it. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the next part of this. Uh, this is this, that maybe maybe you're gonna. Oh, first off, I will say I'm, I've said this before. I'm gonna uh, go along. I'm currently driving a 2015 Subaru Outback. I like it a lot. Nice. It was uh, previously my parents, and then uh, they they died, and then I was like, I got this car. I gotta go sell, and everybody was like, We don't want to give you that much money for your car, and I was like, Fuck you guys, and I paid it off and kept it. So. It's it's been really good. I've enjoyed it, and as we've just also discussed before, I had the big swing. Where previously, I was driving a Ford Mustang convertible, and then I, so I went from like the least practical car there is to perhaps the most. Uh, if it, I'm not mistaken, Pat owns the same car. I think. I don't know. I, if, if he does, I don't believe we've ever discussed it, and if we have, I'm surely apologetic that I don't remember doing so. Um, well, I'm sure Pat will correct me if I'm not accurate. I but... would not be too concerned about getting a correction from Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that'll come through if needed. I think I am almost certain that it's a Subaru. I can't. I can't be so certain that it's a. It's a Outland, Outlander. Outback. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. So this this can tie in. What would you say is the Best car you've. It's you don't. Have to, I don't necessarily know if it was you owned it or just that. What's your best car you've ever had? My favorite car of all time. Uh, you guys will probably remember, but I back in law school, I drove around in an FJ Cruiser. Oh yeah, and um, I, I I liked that car a lot, and uh, it was just. I mean, it wasn't the fastest car, obviously, but it was. It served me very well in the uh, inclement weather in Illinois. I'm sure. And it was just, it was, it was just. I thought it was a cool looking car, and um, it, it was. Um, it brought me joy whenever I saw Sharon drive that car. I'm sure <laughs> most of you guys. <laughs> um, she used to come and pick me up um, after class and stuff, and it, it was just so comical to see her head just, you know, pop up just barely over the uh, <laughs> steering wheel driving down um, whatever Green Street or whatever that street was. The, but, uh, um, the car is slightly wider than all the lanes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my, my wife, as you guys all know, is like five feet tall yeah. and like barely 100 pounds. So Yeah, the car is wider than funny. the lanes and she's slightly narrower than the steering wheel, so it's a good match. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that, that, <clears throat> that, that's a really good one. I can't remember what color was that. It was a it was a black and white um, uh, FJ Cruiser. So white, the top was white, but it was mostly black. Nice. Yeah, that that's I, I feel like that's a good a good range in there. I feel like a lot of people's like really like everybody's like, oh, I want to get this fancy car. But then when you step back, like you know what was fucking cool was this kind of weird thing I had that was just perfect for me. I think that's how that often goes. Um, when I started, this would have been in like 2003 or 
I think 2003, I think it was when I started off to college. I had a really crappy little car in high school, and then I was going to going off to college in Champaign. It was like two, two and a half hours from Avon, and it was just like uh, Avon, the town where I grew up. And uh, my parents were like, "We don't think you can drive your stupid little car back and forth to school. Like you're gonna, if you're gonna try to come home for Thanksgiving, your car's just gonna die, and you're not gonna be able to come." And so my parents were like, "You can have like six thousand dollars and try to buy a new car." And so I went around looking. And I got a, this was in 2003, so this was pretty new. I got a 1998 Oldsmobile Intrigue. Mm. And so it was like a sizable sedan, but it was all like very much loaded up inside. It was like leather, everything, and it had like the Bose audio and the moonroof. It was so cool. And I very much loved it. And it was it was like a V6, even though it was this little sedan. So it went real fast for no particular reason. And it's just like, I just, I remember that car so fondly. And I can't even imagine purchasing a car ever that I would think was better than that. Even though, like, I think Oldsmobile stopped making cars like two years later. It wasn't like successful. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit about it. But to me, that's the best car there is. And I just think, any, I, like, the, uh, if you ever see an Oldsmobile Alero, this is like the bigger version of that. I think they sold a lot more of those. But every now and then on the road, I'll see one of those. And even if it's not quite the car I had, I'll, I'll look at it uh, wistfully and, and miss those days. What, what color was it? Forest green. Forest green. Forest green. And it had, uh, it had uh, gold like the, uh, on the back where it said Intrigue, which is a good name for a car. Yeah, that part was in gold. The Oldsmobile logo was gold. That's that's a terrible name for a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wonder if it will start today. Intriguing. Right. Is that is that the, the emotion that they're going for when they came up with the design? <laughs> uh, it, well, it, Alero is nothing. So I like intrigue more. There was also I remember another guy. I think I was. I think I got the. I'm pretty sure I got this car like the summer before I started college. And there was another guy I knew from high school who was like a year older than me, and he also had one. And I remember one time we were chatting online. Uh, this is how old this was. I believe this was MSN Instant Messenger. Uh, nice. We were chatting on there, and I told him I got one of those. And then uh, he sent me a message back, and it had, like, I guess this was like an emoji, even though it was 2003. They had those little images that you could put in for smileys and stuff in Messenger. And it was like order of intrigue, and it had like lightning bolts about it. And I always thought that was that was like this is this is how good the intrigue is. Is everybody's getting into it? It's going to be to the top of the charts very soon. And then, like, like I say, six months later, Oldsmobile was like, "We're not making an intrigue anymore." And Laro's out of business next year, and then we're just going to go under. And then there's no more any of this. Um, what's the worst car you've ever had? The worst car I've ever had. I, I think Prius is up there. It's a real Don't like the car. Prius. It, it's a real shitty car to drive around in. Just doesn't I, go I very mean, fast? Can't get it go up a hill or whatever? No, no. And I, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it gets you from point A to point B, but that's about it. I My first car was a 99 or 2000 Civic. That was, I mean, it's... That was even that was more fun than the Prius. This car is not very fun. I guess it's practical. Gas is pretty expensive right now in LA. I think it's almost over four dollars a gallon at this point. Four dollars a gallon? Yeah. Really? Just, I didn't just, know that. Just around there. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. 
so um it's it's nice because it's well, it's got like a 10 gallon gas tank and it goes it goes 500 miles or 450 whatever it goes so i can't really complain but it's a pretty crappy car i will probably say if you don't need to save money on gas don't buy that car you pay four dollars a gallon for gas yeah is that not, i mean I'm i think i pay like 250 I feel like yep. one of us is wrong. Either one of us doesn't remember how much they pay for gas. Now, it's probably because we're both so wealthy, we don't have to look at price tags anymore. Exactly. But, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I, I am very much questioning myself. I'm trying to think. I guess you can look up like gas prices, can't you? Okay. I am looking it up right now. I just Google I'm it. I'm going to do the same. Uh, let's see. I want to say I was at the 260 range the last time I did this. Okay. Well, you let me know when you find your information I'll, I'll, I, got, I think I got it right here yep I'm at the 250-260 so according to gasbuddy.com I'm also on gasbuddy okay so I'm looking at Los Angeles and it says 414.8 what yep that is outrageous it is very expensive and I would probably assume that i drive more than you do just because of where we live well i i wanted to get into that next but i was gonna say first off i feel like you gotta stop shitting on your poor prius <laughs> i it sounds like the best car in the fucking universe if gas is 415 a gallon <laughs> oh man yeah it's it's not cheap and i think it was after the whole Saudi Arabia oil reserve getting bombed and shit like that. Did that happen like last month? Yeah. It had a direct impact on our gas price like shortly after. I think a week after that, they, it, it, it skyrocketed. That's a fucking From, scam when they tell you that. It's never that. That's not what right? it is. It's just like, exactly. oh yeah, we got to raise the price real fast. But when like nobody gets bombed, they don't crash the price back down. It's all exactly. bullshit. They're just out to yeah. gas. You got well, to show these fuckers. From, 380 to 410 so it's not like it was cheap before 380 yeah Whew, that's rough so but but let's let's go ahead that's my next thing i was going to bring up anyway tell me about your uh daily commute so maybe this i'm not the best person for this conversation just because i work from home um almost full time oh i so. i thought it was like a day or two a week so you're mostly from home yeah, mostly from home, but you know, my job requires that I meet people at their work location to interview them. So I will drive out um, probably three times a week, um, and it could vary. It could be a location that's about 10 miles away from me to somewhere that's like 70, 80 miles away from me. Wow. But so, I, go ahead. Uh, so um, I was going to say, this is, is, is Cyprus a good place to live if your job is like this? Absolutely not. It sounds I'm like not you're too the, far down there, yeah. I'm not even in the county, but, you know, it, this, this is where Sharon wanted to live. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you, you don't really have a day in the community. You just have a few days a week. You have to go somewhere, and then some days that's going to be close by, and some days it could be ridiculously far away. Exactly. Okay. So, like, in Los Angeles, like, you say you might have to drive 70 miles? 
Yeah, only because it's it's very stupid. L.A. County is just extremely large. So um, the area where Paul George grew up in, so that's everybody talks about how Paul George, George is from L.A. and he wanted to go back to L.A. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He lived in a city called Castaic, which is about how do you spell miles. that? C A S T A I C Castaic. That's a weird word. Yeah, it's named after the lake. Okay, and so that that's quite a ways away. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's about 60 miles from like downtown Los Angeles or something like that. Jeez. Um, but that's still within the county. And since I work for LA County, uh, there's some facilities that we have up in Castaic uh, area, and it's not very often that I have to drive up there. But but I go up there probably. No less than twice a month. Wow. Yeah. So how long does it take you to get up there? Depends, right? If I go there during traffic time, when traffic is heavy, it will take me over two hours for sure. Yeah. Um, when it's when it's not trafficy though, probably about an hour and change. Yeah, when I was living up in... Uh the Bay Area, I was very intimidated by driving down to Los Angeles and I had, I wanted to go and I looked at doing stuff, but then all these things I read were like, well, it's not good to try to drive from San Francisco to Los Angeles, like, in common time, so one good move is just to get up at like 3 in the morning and go. Yeah, people do that all the time. And it's just like, that's just like a common thing, and I was like, you know what, there can't be anything that good in Los Angeles, so maybe I just won't go. And so I didn't go, but like, it's just just totally wild. So in addition to being so spread out, there's just so many people driving everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it just gets worse every year too. I think well, it's a desirable place to live. I guess people keep coming despite the uh, the insanity. Do you guys, you guys should build some fucking trains or something. Why don't you do that? They try, but it's it's just the way the city is built, right? It's so it's just not aligned out, but... properly. Right. Right. Um, if you look at Chicago, I think it's it's kind of perfect for the train system that they have because the city literally is vertical, right? It runs mm-hmm. up north to south, but LA is just so spread out. So they have um, uh, like a train slash subway system, but it only works for for people who live along the lines right. um, that are already built. And I remember for the longest time, like Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, um, Westwood, where UCLA is. Uh, the, the more affluent residents, they were vehemently against getting the line through. So it took them forever to get that done. So now there is a train that goes from downtown LA all the way to Santa Monica. They made a huge deal about it last year. So you can you can you can get to the beach, you know, on, on the train. So there's that going, but it's not, you know, it's not the most convenient thing you can use. Yeah, like, like you say, it sounds pretty much like if you happen to live near this thing, it's great. But otherwise, it's not really conceivable that you're going to take a bus to the train and make this in any kind of reasonable time. Exactly. Um, do you like driving? I I don't mind it, especially with, you know, having the ability to listen to podcasts and like whatever music you can listen to, which like... If you imagine 10 years ago, that wasn't possible, right? You're limited sure. to your CD selection um, collection. So it's it's okay. I don't mind it too much. And I think if you live in L.A., 
you kind of have to be numb to it just because you drive a lot and mm-hmm. it's traffic everywhere. That's a good point about the CDs. It is weird to think about in retrospect, like how many mediocre albums I have listened to so many times in my life just because it's like, that's what's in the thing in my car. Like, I, exactly. I, I don't think this is even particularly good, but I've listened to the three good albums already and we're doing it. That's, I'm not going to sit here in silence. I'm not going to fucking buzz around the radio and hope I happen to land on the one pop song that's currently out that I like. I'm just going to put this living end CD on and see what happens. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what kind of, uh, so you, you sound like you do both podcasts and music while you're driving? Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your, do you have specific things that you especially like when you're driving that you might like, oh, like I, I sometimes, I have certain podcasts, like, oh, this is good for driving. I'm going to save this until I'm in the car. Do you have stuff like that? Well, I listen to all of your episodes uh, while I drive. That's one thing, but it doesn't come out often enough for me to listen to it regularly. Well, hey, you know, if, if if you like, I don't know if you heard the episode I did with Mike. If you want the episode to come out longer, let's just keep talking for another ninety minutes, and then I can do two at once. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm going to listen to the episode with my voice on it, <laughs> driving for an hour and a half. Uh, every now and then, I will. Uh, <clears throat> record an episode and then put it out and then I like edited it very lightly which we're on track to do today and then like a week will go by and I'll be like I wonder if that was good and I'll go and I will listen to my own episode back and then like one time I was walking into work and I was like if something happened and my bluetooth broke (laughs) and my headphones stopped and then my phone started just playing (laughs) my voice talking on a podcast I assume I'd get fired They'd be like, well, we found out you're a, a murderer, so you have to leave and not come back because you were listening to a that's podcast cer- hosted by you. That's certainly worse than you like secretly watching porn using Bluetooth <laughs> earphones. Like, I'd much rather get caught watching porn than listening to my own podcast in front of my coworkers. I'd go into like the meeting with HR, and they'd be like, no, you got to promise you're not going to do this again. And I'd be like, I don't think it's that big a deal that I listen to my own podcast. And they'd be like, wait a minute. We thought you were watching porn. You were listening to your own podcast? You're fired. Get the fuck out of here, you scum. Yeah, precisely. Uh, yeah, I got to stop doing that. Um, do So now what is your – so let's say you're just – you're driving up to uh, Castic. Is that what I'm saying here? Castake? Castake. There you go. Castake. Driving up Castake. And uh, you probably, do, do you, what, what is your setup when you get in the car? Do you have like the little cradle holding your phone or do you have like the, the dashboard thing in your car? What have you got like for putting your music or podcast on in your navigation? Yes. So I, I it's, it's funny that you ask, uh, you should ask that because I just purchased one of those magnetic cradles that you use you know, while you drive. Mm-hmm. So I got it in my car, but I'm still so used to just holding my phone. That's no so way I'll, to do it. I know, huh? I have a, I have a, a USB cable to charge my phone, and I just basically have the phone between my legs because, you know, so, so, so I make it look like I'm not holding a phone, um, and I'm just staring down most of the time. I'm probably going to get into a car accident. Uh, yeah, I, I, or 
the cops are like, that guy's obviously staring at his dick while he drives down the road. Pull him <laughs> over. He's crazy. We got to get this guy off the road. <laughs> yeah, you got the magnet. I, I, I have the magnetic thing. And it, 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 it's a revelation. I love it completely. You should just get used to using that and it'll solve all your problems. I, you're right. So I, I purchased it. That's step number one. So I just got to get used to it. Um, so does it have like the, the, the magnetic thing that goes in your case or is it like right. a sticky thing? On the case okay. that you have to uh, – I think it was a sticker though. It was a magnet sticker that you put on the, the, the case and then it, it works like that. My biggest problem, I think, is I just feel so stupid using all of the voice command stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I don't use it because I just I rather just punch it in, like almost getting into an accident trying to look for like a particular <laughs> song I'm thinking of. You know, uh -huh. I just can't do the whole Hey Siri thing. I maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too old. I I know I know people use it all the time. Like I see people using it walking around, and I I just think it's so silly. In uh, I also have no patience for Hey Siri. Uh, in Minnesota, or I think this is Minnesota. It could just be Minneapolis, but I think it's Minnesota. We have like the you're not allowed to touch your phone at all when you're driving stuff, and so you have to. You're supposed to use all the hands-free stuff. But I have a policy where if I'm at a stoplight and I get like I got to like change the song or. Text somebody, if I'm at a stoplight, it's okay. And if the cop comes and gets me, I will just yell at the cop. That's my plan. It hasn't come up yet. But I just I think that'll probably I think that's the way to go. I think that's acceptable to just like fight the police if they tell you it's not okay at a stoplight. Because it's obviously okay. Like you know, if I'm still sitting there and the light changes, well that's on me and come and get me because I'm an idiot. But if, if the light hasn't changed, I can use my phone at a stoplight. How do you think how do you feel about that? You know, that sounds like white privilege to me, Johnny. <laughs> you're going to yell at a police officer. That's something I would not be doing. <laughs> what would your plan be? Now, I will say it. Now, keep in mind, I'm also a coward. So I will probably just, like, run and hide under my car when they come up. So it probably won't really happen. Oh, but also, that's, I guess, white privilege, because I'll do that. And they're like, come out, dumbass, yeah. instead of shooting yeah. me. Yeah, that's also, I was going to say, that also sounds like white privilege. If you yeah. ran out of your car to hide under your yeah. car and police officers not shooting you. This guy's running. It must be to go get a gun. Let's stop him. <laughs> but I, yeah, I probably, I don't, miraculously, I have not gotten a, a phone ticket. I think LA or I think California in general, we have the same rule where you can't operate a, a mobile device at all while you drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this between the, the the phone and my crotch trick is working out really well for me. You know, I uh, I'm just no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the phone and my crotch. Uh, okay, I have I have one more uh, segment here about driving. Tell me about your uh, how how did you learn to drive? How did I learn to drive? I have a pretty good story, I think. So, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I got a lesson. I'm, I knew that my dad, with his, um, he's not a very patient guy. It runs in the family. So uh, <laughs> not a very, very patient guy. He likes to yell a lot. So um, I knew that it would be a bad idea for my dad to teach me how to drive. And also, he is extremely... Um, uh, what's the right word he's 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 a he's a great rule follower 
So he's the guy who's going to go 60 miles per hour the entire trip down up to San Francisco uh, where, where at three in the morning. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> he's the guy you know who always tells me, pick a lane and stay in there. Um, and, and he's that kind of guy. So I just knew that he would be a bad person to teach me how to drive. So uh, I don't want to become a boring driver someday. It's important I learned the good tricks for getting there exactly. faster. I got to learn I'm, from somebody cool, not my dad. Right, who's going to teach me, like, phone on your crotch trick and stuff like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> So w- w- I convinced my parents to hire somebody to teach me. Um, it was one of those driving schools. I'm sure they, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my first lesson, and I was, I was 16, 16 and a half, and I was so confident that I could drive. Mind mm-hmm. you, the first lesson was just going straight, and um, – <laughs> You know the car; they always have the, the accelerator and brake on the other side for the yep. teacher, so we don't you don't just crash into shit. So I came home uh, that day I, and I told my dad, "Hey, Dad, can you take me out driving?" And my dad just said, um, "You're not ready." And I was um, I was hell bent on on going out to driving that night, so I just I was like, "Dad, no, I'm ready. I learned everything I needed to learn." <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, I didn't even learn how to turn yet. So <laughs> he he I kept bothering about it, bothering him about it. And my dad's the type who's gonna say, like, Oh, you, you think you can do it? Okay, fuck it. We'll 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 let you fail as spectacularly as you possibly can. So we're gonna we're gonna go out. So we got in my dad's trailblazer, uh, 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 an SUV. And of course I practiced in practiced in like a little tiny Corolla, right? So I get in the car and we started driving down and because i didn't know how to turn i couldn't turn back around (laughs) (laughs) my dad literally would not he goes i'm not going to help you so we literally drove on on like a local road for 10 miles straight (laughs) and my dad's like okay we got to go back and i'm just like dad you know i can't turn and he's like well you should have thought about that before we got in the car and we kept going and my dad just eventually got fed up and was like okay get out of the driver's seat and we we stopped the car got out of the car he turned the car and i'm driving back down and at this point we've been driving for what 30 minutes or so mm-hmm. so we're driving back driving back and of course on my way back we hit a railroad crossing and we're stuck there for another 15 minutes, right? So at this point, it's been about an hour since we've been in the car. And as soon as the gate goes up, people are just gunning down the road because they're, they're frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep up with the, with the traffic. And um, obviously, I'm driving way too fast. And I think new drivers have this where they have the tendency to stick to their right instead of stick to their left. Certainly. And I, I literally sideswiped that was part and just jacked up. up why? But he was he had his foot resting on the side mirror, so I almost cut my dad's foot off. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't get hurt, but. Yeah, we had to leave a note because it was like middle of the night and all that stuff. So it was it was not so obviously on the way back, my dad just was railing on me and I didn't hear the end of it. Uh, I, he still talks about it, you know, every holiday. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> I absolutely unbelievable. Um, 
Well, yeah, that's my dad for you. He will, uh, he will let you fail, but he won't, he won't let you hear the end of. It. Yeah, he wants to make sure you know that you did this bad thing. Exactly. He's not going to like help you not do it because then you won't know that you're capable of doing this bad thing. And it seems like sometimes <laughs> you need to know that. Right. <laughs> um, did you? Did your like high school offer driver's ed? They did. Did people do that? Or was it like some people uncommon did. or what was the deal with it? I feel like it was more common amongst people who are not going to college. So like other people because were like, I got to stay on my college track. I got to take some AP class during that slot. I can't be throwing my hours away on fucking broke ass driver's ed. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think the University of California has a system where you have to cover like hold like a, a lot of wide range of classes before you're you you even qualify. Okay. And I think missing an elective like that, even an elective, it has to be something that was like on the list of something. So I think taking drive driver's ed will effectively take you out uh, for qualifying for UCs. I've always wondered about this. Like in my high school, I went to high school in a really small town, and. Uh, like literally everyone took driver's ed. It like wasn't mm. an option. You just did it. Um, but I, I feel like most people I know who are from bigger cities are just like, yeah, that wasn't really a consideration, and I haven't ever. But it sounds like here, especially in California, there's like a direct. Here's why you don't do it. Right. Because like, but I, I mean, wanted to. Be, I want to have options to go to these amazing state universities, and so I'm going to put myself on that track and see what develops. Yeah, but it would have certainly helped me. I didn't have to go through that tra traumatic experience. Maybe you would have learned about good times to sideswipe people, such as when your dad doesn't have his foot on the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> Step one. Okay. Now everyone knows you're going to be sideswiping people all the time. Unavoidable. But you got to choose when to do it. Now exactly. take a look to your right. Is there your dad? Is he sitting the right way? No sideswipes for at least two minutes. <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm literally sweating thinking about that experience. <laughs> well, if you're sweating that much, I think we should let you out of the hot seat. It's been a very successful episode. We're going to release one of these that's not over an hour. Who can believe it? Alex, <laughs> do you well, have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I, I want to plug the conversation that we had two years ago. Oh boy, I wonder what this is. What, uh, remember, well, right before we got uh, we got started recording, we got on <laughs> G Chat, right, and mm -hmm. you immediately told me, uh, "I'm going to quote you here. Um, do not scroll up and read our last convo." And that's literally what you said. And of course, that's like an invitation for me to scroll up and read what we talked about. And the last GChat conversation that we had was in November of 2017. And it was, I think, I, I'm pretty sure it happened right after the Dodgers lost the World Series against the Astros. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm going to quote here. So I was really upset that, that a friend of mine who was watching the game with me immediately after the game was over said something like, we're going to be back in 2018 or something like that. And I was telling you how upset I was because baseball is just fucking random and everybody's good, right? Like mm -hmm. you just never know what's going to happen one year to another. 
And I said, you know how fucking deep the NL is? And your response was, the Nationals have to win a playoff series eventually. It is a rule. So it did happen. You are a prophet, my friend. I also have to point out that your friend was also smart. You were back the next year to lose the World Series again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, don't worry. All of these things going to be true. You can keep coming back and lose the World Series, but also the Nationals are going to win. Just here's what you should know. Just the Dodgers never get to win despite having the best team of the National League like six years out of seven. That doesn't get you a goddamn thing, apparently. I am still very sad about what happened. And I just wanted Charlie to know that I ordered that hat that I uh, that I owe him as soon as I told him I was going to order it. It has not been delivered. MLB.com is, is fucking slow. But I want to let him know that it is on its way, and I'm going to take a picture with it and make that picture my profile picture for my team. And I'm going to immediately ship that hat to him so he can rock it during the World Series. It sounds really great. Now, is, is this just like a standard? Well, I guess you you probably order this from like the Nationals team store or whatever, MLB.com, something like that. Yeah. So he, I, he, I wanted to make sure that he got the legit. I have a thing about those um, adjustable hats. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel like if you're, if you're, you're going to get a, a, a hat uh, for a baseball team, you should get the on-field fitted hats that they have. So I ordered it from yeah, the team website, and it's just been taking forever. I think it's been more than a week and a half. I have two things. First off, I totally agree. I, I, at least like I, I will order other things, but like if I'm getting a hat for a baseball team, it's coming from the team store. Like, I don't understand how this works this way, how, like, MLB decided it's, like, good to get in bed with all these janky companies. And, like, you can get, like, sort of officially licensed MLB stuff from, like, Target or Walmart, but then, like, it's a Cubs hat, and the C is, like, 20% too big, and it just looks stupid. <laughs> and I, I know this happens for all the teams. I don't understand, like, why, why are we releasing products that are just plainly inferior I feel like it, yeah. So I, I'm with you completely on ordering directly from there. But I do remember after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, uh, I ordered some stuff from the team store. So this might have been a somewhat similar thing because you probably ordered this like shortly after the Nationals won, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like they were not capable of handling the amount of orders they got. But you know, somebody wins the fucking World Series and two teams that make the World Series. Every year, you should have an idea. But like, I ordered like a decent amount of stuff from the website, and I got like no confirmation email. I got like no charge on my credit card for like three days, and I, I never got a confirmation. And then I emailed them, and they're like, "We don't have a record of your order." And then it like just showed up two weeks later. <laughs> and it was just like, you know what? It was this fucking mailroom was up for grabs. <laughs> These series end. We have no idea what's going to happen. We're just throwing shit in boxes and sending it out. We'll fucking see what you get, buddy. And maybe you'll get, like, seven Nationals hats. Or maybe you'll get, like, a Marlins hat. They're just like, fuck you. We have no idea what we were doing that day. People didn't expect yeah. the Nationals to make it to the World Series. I ordered the hat on the 11th of October. So it's been 11 days since I ordered it. It's so about it's... time. Hopefully I hope it shows, it shows up, up soon. soon. Yeah. Um, I have a great plug that is good and normal for a 
34 year old oh god 34 sounds bad 34 is like even like little like I remember when I was 27 thinking about how like even though I didn't play baseball anymore I was peaking as a baseball player knowing that it was I like even though like I hadn't played in years like right now I'm at the peak of my abilities 34 is like give this guy a one year contract see how he does you know oh it's 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 rough you know um, you know what 34 sounds much better than 35 and yeah yeah and I remember before the Dodger season started, people were – there was an expert. I forget which one it was. They were just talking about pros and cons of each team. Mm-hmm. And one of the cons was uh, they said, A.J. Pollock, they have a, a 31-year-old starting center fielder. That really got to me. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about him like he was just like – he's decrepit and he can't even move. Um, <laughs> that, that might be true. But I was just like, he's 31. But, you know, yeah, we're getting up there now. I've had a very similar thing. I am almost exactly six months older than LeBron James. And so, like, I, I just, like, all the time I'll have thoughts. Like, I'll be, I'll be looking at stuff and getting excited for the season, which, by the way, we're about to have a Lakers-Clippers game. Um, and, and just thinking, like, man, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure about the Lakers. Like LeBron's so fucking old, he's probably not gonna. He's probably gonna play in like 50 games again. Like Johnny, that man is six months younger than you. And this, <laughs> this is what you have to say about people six months younger than you, huh? That's how it's gonna be. But you, what's gonna happen? What do you think you're gonna do when you try to get up off the couch? Instant uh, death. <laughs> Life over. Yeah, there we go. You know who is about six months older than me? Who's that? The most clutch hitter of all time, David Freeze, who just retired from the Dodgers. And again, that guy feels like he's a million. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he, doesn't he seem like he is 58? Yeah, like that guy, like, what is it, the 2011 World Series, I think, where he was in just insanity for the Cardinals? It's like, uh-huh. it felt like he was 30 then. Yeah. And so so yeah. I assume he's died of old age by now. I mean, he was literally playing, like, a game every two weeks. Yeah. And he's only six months older there, than uh, Yeah. Like the manager's like, you come let me know when you think you can play again. And he just, every two weeks was it. That's that's what I got. That's yeah. what I got, Skip. I'm not ready. One more week. Of, I'm just going to be in a hot tub for the next week. And then I'm going to try to get out. And we'll see if I can play third base one time. Nope, I, it's got to be first. I can do yeah. one game, but it's got to be first base. Yep. Oh, it's so weird how I am doing so great. And all these professional athletes my same age are decrepit. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, but speaking of me hitting my athletic prime, I think I might be hitting my athletic prime in my sport of choice, which is Pokemon Go. Did you know Ooh. that Pokemon Go is still a thing? I did not know that. Yeah, I got back, like, uh, Gina. I, I played this when it first came out, like, a little bit, and then I got bored of it like everybody did because there wasn't really that much to do. But I... I don't know if this is this podcast where I talk to you and several old white men about <laughs> nothing uh, is going to be like the best avenue for encouraging people to play Pokemon Go. I don't know if this is where they would devote their, you know, marketing dollars if they had their opportunity to do so. But that said, Pokemon Go, feel free to hit me up. Uh, but I, I picked it back up here in the last couple of months and I've been having a fantastic time with it. If you were on the fence, if you can have ever considered playing Pokemon Go, there's so much fun stuff to do, and you can like go everywhere and do it. And 
so many days this these last two months. I started playing it again in August. Nice. But I just I find myself just like, oh, I'm gonna go for like a nice little Pokemon Go walk tonight, and I go and I do like a long walk around my neighborhood and go to all these places I wouldn't go, and and it, it's a great time. If if you've ever considered it, I, I think you will be pleasantly surprised if you do it. When I used to not telework full time, I worked at like a city hall setting. And because of where we were, like we're right in downtown LA, we had a lot of unique monsters and unique Pokemons and just like, what is that training center or whatever? Yeah, there's, there's, there's gyms. Gyms, there we go. So yep. we had a lot of people just walking around our building trying to catch Pokemon. Um, I work out in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, but Gina works right in downtown Minneapolis. And she tells me all the time that like as much as fun as I think I'm having uh, playing Pokemon Go, it's nothing compared to the people who are just downtown all day doing loops. And, like, she plays too, and she she's not like the hardcore, like I'm just going to quit my job and play the Pokemon all day. <laughs> they, like these people she's seeing, but she's like, there's just so much more stuff down there, especially during the day, but it's like... Mm. I gotta be an asshole and go to work and write some fucking head notes. And so I do that instead. But if I could, like again, Pokemon Go, hit me up. Awesome. I'm happy to be the face. You know, you guys don't have enough old pudgy white men playing your fucking game. So hit me up and I can I can bring some of us over. <laughs> that sounds good. I might I might give it a shot. Yeah. See, I think I think my kids will like it a lot. So and, and the whole game is like the here's how you'd be good at the game. Look at your phone and like walk around your neighborhood all the time, and what what a good thing to encourage your kids to go do. Exactly. Yeah, and except although sometimes the other day I went for a walk and then he was like, "Go down this other weird little street over here," and then I went out and it's like, "Yo, just keep going." And then like all of a sudden, like this isn't a road anymore. There's like a locked gate in front of me and I can't get out. And I'm like, "Well, here's how I die." But I didn't die; I just went back. <laughs> but the Pokemon Go lied to me about where I could walk, and it was very you, disconcerting. You made the right choice. Yeah, I turned it around. Well, Alex, uh, we're up to 55 minutes on our recording now. I have to stop this because I made a direct promise that we weren't going to hit an hour. But, and I think I didn't make any notes about edit points. So this is going to be a beautiful, clean, getting right out of here. No, I have one question to ask you uh -oh, before I let you go. So I'm in a neighborhood where I'm very conscious about my race. So Southern California, pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. My neighborhood, a lot of old people living in my neighborhood, okay? Right across from my house, uh, they just put up their Halloween decorations. Oh, no. They have a bunch of uh, skeletons hanging from a tree. How do you feel about that? How, let's see. How, what do the, how are they hanging? Uh, it's like the whole skeleton, like the skull to, you know, the legs and whole, be whole, whole bit. Are the they hanging like, like they have been hanged? They're like heads hanging off to the side? I will send the picture. It's, 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 no, the head's not to the side. Um, that's, that's it's simply start. hanging from a tree. But it's, 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 maybe I'm being a little bit too sensitive. Is, it's about, a little bit questionable. How about this? Can you, what is it hanging? Is it hanging from like fishing line? Or is it hanging from, like, a thread that you can kind of see? Or is it hanging from, like, a rope? I didn't get too close, but I'll double check. I, I, might I feel get, like I if might it's... Shot, though. You hope that it's <laughs> displaying skeletons more than it's hanging skeletons. It, 
Yeah, I'll send out a picture to to the uh, to our chat room, and you guys can be the judge. Yeah. Dis- displaying displaying skeletons a good Halloween thing to do. Right, hanging anything very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I. I saw it this morning and I had to do a double take and I just all day I've been thinking about it. So I'm not sure what the right answer is, but uh, you guys can help me through it. I'm excited to see the picture. I feel like there are contexts in which this is fine, but I also don't think that I am particularly inclined to just assume good intentions and give people the benefit (laughs) of the doubt when it comes to anything Halloween related, but especially tree and rope displays right exactly well we'll all we will all be very excited to see this uh picture and uh hmm i've got to transition into our amazing closing uh alex thank you so much for coming on the show this week i had a really good time did you have a good time i had a great time it's been my pleasure you're welcome, everybody. Ah, see, the, the the new outro feels terrible. Do you like that even slightly? I feel very bad about it. <laughs> it sounds fine. Okay, uh, we'll leave it in. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs>